Welcome to the audio podcast, the weekly sermon of the First Presbyterian Church of Brooklyn. We continue our multi-access worship both online and our recently renovated sanctuary. Sunday morning service is in person at 11 a.m. and we are live on firstchurchbrooklyn.org as well as the church Facebook page at facebook.com slash firstchurchbrooklyn. All one word, no spaces. Now, this week's message. So I invited myself to preach. For those of you who don't know me, I live in Arizona. And I was coming to New York on business and was talking with my dear sister, Amy, and mentioned to her that I was going to be coming to New York. So I invited myself to preach. And I want to thank Connor for your graciousness and to Barbara for saying, okay, and and we'll pay you some money to do it. (laughs) That's nice to get paid after you invite your own self. God is good. The spirit makes the difference. That's what I want to talk with you about today. There are two terms that I really want us to focus on. Some of you might know these words and others you'll say, did she just make up that word? Interstitial and liminal. Interstitial is the space between the cells in our body. Interstitial is the space between organs or between joints. It is also the space between one era and another. As a congregation, you are in an interstitial space right now. But there's another word, and that is liminal. Liminal is when you use the interstitiality of your life with intention and purpose. That's when you say, okay, God, I don't really like what I'm going through right now. But I'm going to trust you. See, the interstitial occurs in nature. The liminal happens only by intention and purpose. Many of us go through a variety of life circumstances in our personal lives, in our work lives, in our congregational lives, in our life as a nation. But we don't go through it with intention and purpose. So that's what I want to talk with you today about how we can take those interstitial seasons and address them with new purpose and new intentionality so that when we come on the other side, there is some substantive, meaningful life transformation that has happened. 
See, that doesn't just occur. That happens only by purpose and intention. The prophet Isaiah talking to the people of Israel in the midst of their interstitial moment. They were in exile and captivity. And you know what that's like? See, I'm just traveling for a couple days. I'm out of sorts just traveling a couple days. I am not in captivity or exile or any of that. But when you add, that is not an easy place to be. You don't have your home. You don't have your own language. You don't have your own people. Beloved, I haven't seen you in a long time. It's good to see you. You get really out of sorts. Then when you add to it that your captors treat you all kind of way. Call you, as my mother used to say, anything but a child of God. It's in those moments when we say, but God abandoned us. Is there a fresh word from the Lord in the midst of this interstitial time encouraging the people's hearts? Says to them, Yes, but you're going to go through some rough times. You're going to go through the waters and the floods and the storms, and you're going to go through fire. But he says in the midst of that, that God is with you through every movement, every experience, every moment, every heartache, every joy and celebration. God in the midst of all of it. Now, the thing about knowing that God is, is with you when you're going through a rough time or when you're going through a time of uncertainty. So sometimes it doesn't have to be rough. It can just be uncertain. Most of us do not tolerate uncertainty very well. We get a little grumpy short-tempered, ill-tempered. Some of us in the midst of uncertainty lock down in the belief that we know every doggone thing. Because that helps us to feel safe in the midst of uncertainty. Some of us, it becomes difficult to hear the voices of those sitting right next to us, those right before us, because really we become even more locked in our own bubble, and that bubble is for our security, our safety. So Isaiah speaks to them, yes, we're going to go through some stuff, but God is with you. And so here it is. Oh, and, and Stephen, wherever you are, thank you for reading those texts. So 
Jesus, when he knew that there was going to be another community in transition, like the people of Israel during Babylonian captivity. You fast forward a few thousand years, they're in another significant transition. Jesus says to his disciples, you see the kinds of things I'm doing? Greater works will you do. Now most of us say, has he lost his black mind? <laughs> Some of y'all didn't know Jesus had a little black up in him. But anyway, has he lost his mind? How can we do greater works than him? And Jesus reminds him, the father, mother, and I are one, and you are my sisters and brothers. Ergo, that means therefore, you and our father, mother, are one. You have the capacity to do even greater works than I have done. Now most of us, this, this is a personal story I'm going to share with you. 1996, Christmas Eve, the Christmas Eve before I started seminary. Did we lose power? Am I standing in a zone? Am I, am I okay here? Okay, give me the handheld, because I want to go anywhere. Thank you, tech team. So here's a personal story, Myrtle. 1996, Christmas Eve. Nine months before I moved to New York and started seminary. I was standing in church singing with the rest of the congregation, angels, that, that was, hark the herald angels sing. While singing that song, spirit spoke into my ear. I have an auditory relationship with God, always have. Some major things in my life, God speaks it right in my ear and I hear it as if some physical person is standing next to me. I don't know why I have that gift, no more than I understand how people have the gift to compose a symphony. It's a gift that I have. So I'm standing there singing the song and I hear the words, the angels sang when you were born. So I said, no, they didn't. They only sang when Jesus was born. Spirit said to me again, the angels sang when you were born. Hearing it this second time, rather than dismissing it, I began to reflect on it. And the more I reflected on it, the truth of it resonated deep 
in my soul. I had never heard that before. The angels sang when you were born. And I want you to understand, beloved, I didn't think Spirit was just saying that to Carrietta Hazel Jackson. I knew that was the truth about how God was showing up for all of us. So when Jesus says to his disciples, and greater works shall you do, it's because it was in our DNA, our spiritual DNA, for us to do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything we could ask or think. It was in our DNA. But it's like this, if, if we have a million dollars in a bank account in our name and we don't believe we have a right to it, we're not very likely to access it. And we'll be scrimping around for money when we have an abundance already. So Jesus says this to his disciples, greater works shall you do, but they've got to understand how it comes that we're able to do amazing things. It's not merely being in interstitial space. It's by being in the liminal space with intentionality and purpose. So Jesus models it when he is baptized. Jesus knew how important it was to take the moment to invite the Holy Spirit to anoint him. Then he goes, you were talking about, uh, Rebecca, you were talking about retreats. Then he goes on retreat. It was a bit rustic because it was out in the wilderness by himself. But he needed then, after the anointing, to sit with that. It's like, God, what is it that you would have of me? He does that before he begins the next phase and stage of his life. Because things that are coming, we need to be prepared for. So having modeled that, baptism and that time on retreat after his death burial resurrection Jesus comes to his disciples and says to them I want you to go and prepare yourself there's something important yet to happen in your life yes you have been journeying with me these three years yes you have been seeing me raise the dead and heal the sick. Yes, you have been seeing me cast out demons, but there's greater work for you to do. But you gotta be prepared for this. So this is not merely an interstitial space. I need it for you to make it a liminal space. So they gather. And can you imagine weeks and weeks pass by can you imagine how grumpy some people got <laughs> 
because they're sitting in that in-between space. They're grieving that their Jesus, who has been their direction, their way-shower, they're grieving that he's gone, and they don't know what is yet to come. In the midst of that not knowing, some people make up stuff. Some people find fault with everyone but themselves. Some people believe that they and they alone know the right way to go. Some people lose their voice. They're not able to speak the truth even when God is giving them a word to share with the community. Some people don't know how to be silent. The emotional stench in there must have been great. But because they hung in, not only make it, making it an interstitial space, because again, interstitiality occurs. It is that space between what was and what is yet coming. That occurs, but to make it meaningful and transformative requires purpose and intentionality. So can you imagine somebody said, maybe we need to call a fast. Can, can you imagine someone else said, I'll pray for you, you pray for me, we're all a part of God's body. And they broke out into song. And can you imagine that somewhere someone saying, this must be a liminal space where with purpose and intention, we're not leaning on our own understanding, but in all our ways, we're acknowledging God, we need you, lead us, guide us, order our steps. Somebody grabbed hold of that truth and, and, and inspired others. We got to pray our way through this. Albert Einstein said, problems are not solved at the same level of consciousness at which they were created. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't figure out our way by ourselves. We can't plan our way by ourselves. We can't graph and chart our way by ourselves. We need the power of God to lead us and guide us. Now, I say that in this congregation filled with a lot of very smart people. I learned years ago to work smarter, not harder. By working smarter, that is not waiting till I've exhausted all of my resources to ask God to help, but to ask for God's help at the beginning and then actually listen for it. 
actually say yes to the leading of God. So I don't know what may be going on in any individual life here. But we're always in one interstitial moment or other, always. I know that recently you had young people who completed confirmation. That's an interstitial moment that they're in right now. And then what does the congregation do in support of these young people in the midst of their interstitiality and help them understand the importance of liminality? I know that there are some, as we're celebrating Pride Month, who are in an interstitial time where you're trying to discern how to share with family members or coworkers something about your LGBTQI-ness, and you don't quite know how to do that. Interstitial. But how do you make it liminal? There might be some who are waiting for a diagnosis for something that's going on for you medically or you're going through treatment or you've just come through treatment. That's an interstitial moment, but you find God in new ways when you say, God, help me that this be a liminal moment. Help me to seek you in all ways, everything I'm going through. And Amy and Connor, and Annie's not here, but I know the three of you especially do a lot to help hold the church and sustain it. And in a lot of ways, from what I hear, y'all ain't been missing a beat. Yeah. Connor, I continue to hear such wonderful things about your ministry here. And Amy, you've only been through, I don't even know how many interstitial moments. Oh, seven, she said. It is so important in our interstitiality. Maybe you've lost a job or maybe you're trying to discern what the next thing is or maybe you are discerning, do I stay in this relationship or not? I don't know what the interstitial moment is in your life, but don't let it just be interstitial only, because that happens. Changes happen. But oh my God, in those moments to say, God, yet will I trust you. In those moments to say, God, show me how you would have me go. In those moments, God, order my steps. God, even if I go through the fire, help me to trust you that I will not be consumed. That even if I go through the flood and I might feel like I can't make it anymore, help me, God, to trust you, even still, that you are my deliverer. So congregation and individuals, make this a liminal season 
in which you seek God perhaps in ways you've not sought God before. God, I need you. God, I don't want to wait anymore to the end of my rope. I don't want to wait anymore till I can't go any farther. I don't want to wait till I can't see my way through. God, help me to seek you at the beginning and throughout whatever is going on in my life. So that's why I invited myself to preach. It is the spirit that makes the difference. Without the spirit, we can spin our wheels. We can go around again and again on a hamster wheel, as it were. Without the spirit, we can hurt people that we don't intend to hurt. Without the spirit, we can exhaust ourselves in ways that it feels we'll never recover. But the spirit makes the difference. May you allow, invite, seek whatever interstitiality you're going through to be a holy and sacred liminal time in your life because God is ready, poised and ready to do some amazing things for you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust you were fed as well as challenged by the content. This audio archive supplements a video library of the entire service. The video, along with music from our internationally recognized gospel choir, is available on firstchurchbrooklyn.org. We provide multi-access worship options both in person and online Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We are live in the sanctuary as well as firstchurchbrooklyn.org and the church Facebook page at facebook.com slash First Church Brooklyn. All one word, no spaces. Visit firstchurchbrooklyn.org for more information on both online and in-person worship. Remember that now, as always, you are loved.